0: Are you a student, mentor, or parent that loves robotics? Then you're in the right place. Up-to-date info on all things robotics, this is the RoboZone Podcast with your host, Pete Eckman. The RoboZone Podcast is brought to you by Kettering University. It's a Kettering-built world.
1: Hello and welcome to the 38th episode of the RoboZone Podcast. This podcast is for Tuesday, November 7th. In this episode, we talk to the Blackhawks, who's spending their time getting ready to host an all-female competition in Bloomfield Hills this weekend. In addition, we talk to Alex, one of the refs from FTC, and his experiences from this past weekend with the first competition involving Relic Recovery. So, get your favorite drink, get your favorite popcorn, let's get ready for the episode. Hi, this is Pete Ekman with the RoboZone Podcast. With me, I have Andrew Rain from the Blackhawks. How are you, Andrew? Andrew. Doing great, Peter. How are you? Good. Now I was given Andrew's name and the Blackhawks. They're hosting an event this coming weekend, correct? That's that's uh
2: that's correct. It's the Bloomfield Girls Robotics Competition. And I want to make sure that, uh, that that folks know we're the we're the host high school, we're, we're the venue. We work with uh, with three other teams, the uh, team thirty-three, team sixty-eight, and team four sixty-nine. All joined together with us to uh, to produce the event and uh, and put it on for everyone.
1: That wouldn't have anything to do with a certain association with those teams and a certain state championship, would it?
2: It's uh, it, it's really coincidence, uh, and and it really was uh, it was quite thrilling just thinking back to that how uh, how at least. The, you know, three of the four could get together for the for the state championship. That was fantastic.
1: So, so there's no planning for a repeat from last year for this coming season with Power Up, is there? You don't have to uh, tell us. I know we, we we all we're always planning, correct?
2: That that far in advance, we can't plan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know Jim. I call him Jimmy Z, but I yeah. know Jim pretty well, and uh, I bet he's already got the juices flowing, thinking about next year. So I never. I never put that one past Jim, and, and we'll see him on the TV version of here after uh, January starts. So tell us a little bit about uh, the event that you have going on.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the, the Bloomfield Girls Robotics Competition is now in its fifth year.
1: Brought together
2: originally my, my predecessor, Ed Law. Uh, a lot of folks know Ed. Uh, initiated again with, uh, with the three other teams and, and ourselves, is we're in our fifth year. Uh, the event aims to encourage girls to join and engage in uh, more technical roles on, on first robotics and give them an opportunity to try out the roles and, and uh, as they get ready for the coming season in, in the competition the robot drivers and the operators and the human player and in, in this year in the case of this year it would be the pilot all need to be uh, high school age girls and the the male team members on, on the team can be, let's just say advisors, but are not allowed to touch the robot.
1: My daughter uh, just graduated and is off. She's now alumni for FIRST, and she contacted me and said, hey, dad, you know, there's an all girls event coming up this coming week. My daughter's now an announcer for FIRST, and she is very much wanting to make sure that the girls get as much support as possible, which I want to do that as a father because she went through the FIRST program. So it's kind of cool that it's going to be Altogether, female oriented female supported and we get more females in the first i'm all for that aren't you
2: yeah absolutely and one of of the uh one of the uh the new activities that that we tried to tie to the event uh this year uh was we we added two uh webinars uh having to do with various uh Technical, or also strategy and scouting, and also how to prepare for for a tournament. Just in general, uh, we didn't want the focus to be quite so much on just the event day itself, but we wanted to add to it and and provide a bit more substance for the for the girls and the teams that would be participating. That would also give them information that would be useful for going into the uh, the next season.
1: So, are those webinars for the attendees only, or that is that open to everyone, or?
2: We we offered it for the attendees only. It was it was themed towards the the girls who would be participating, right? And so it was a bit of a refresher for everyone on on the Steamworks game itself, because that that's uh, you know a little bit behind us, right? And uh, so it was a refresher there, but also touched on some of the technical aspects of the roles that these girls will be participating in that they might have not had the experience before. So we just wanted them to to be more prepared for their day.
1: Right, and and Andrew, one of the things that I'm going to use this event for, aside of the promotion of women in in, uh, STEM and FIRST Robotics, is I'm bringing all my brand new kids that signed up, because I have a rookie team, I have 12 kids that have signed up, so I'm bringing them down there to actually see what FIRST is all about. Try to get that bit by the bug syndrome, as I call it, because once you get a kid that looks at it and they say, oh, that's cool, then they want to you know, get fully involved. And I do have a female that signed up for our team. So I'm really, really encouraged. She wants to know a lot about robotics and she's actually wanting to help program the robot next year, which is awesome. I cannot be more proud or happy to have her to join the team. So I'm, ho- I'm hoping to get more, but I'm going to bring them down and, and introduce, introduce them during your event. So I think thought that was pretty cool.
2: Yeah, that that's that's really fantastic, and and I likewise was one of those folks who just was uh, could not believe it when I attended my first event, and uh, and I know how it is to catch the bug.
1: Yeah, we all got that bug once, right? I did it, you did it, and now how many how many years have you been mentoring, Andrew? I, I I've been the head coach now here three.
2: And uh, I've been in, in uh, I was uh, a head coach, uh, I started with my son uh, when he was on FLL, that's how I got involved. And I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a technical uh, degree person by, uh, you know, by that way, but uh, I really believe in what the, the program is doing and it's really fantastic for young people to participate.
1: Well, Andrew, if you're any sign of what a what a dad can do, I think you joined as a dad right through FL, and you went to state championships and brought home a giant blue banner. I mean, the only banner better than that one is pretty much uh, worlds, right? So I mean, you have a pretty decent banner, and
2: yeah. Well, our our team's been uh, been, been fortunate the the past couple of years, and uh, and things just seem to work out right. So uh, there's that. Uh, it's saying the the harder you work, the luckier you get, and, and that's that's part of it also. Things need to come together in a first tournament, which uh, which we been fortunate that they have for us.
1: So Andrew, what or is there a website for the event that we can track down or or tell people what times and where to be kind of thing?
2: Yeah, so i will be happy to uh, to share with you. We don't have a specific website for for the event itself, but I'll tell you all the information here uh, and. Uh, also on uh, team2834.com, uh, folks could go to our team site to go uh, see some information. Uh, but the event is this Saturday at uh, the Bloomfield Hills High School, and uh, the, uh, the matches begin at 9, the opening ceremonies will begin at 8.30. Uh, we're going to run six qualification matches per team and then get into the elimination rounds. Uh, what I want to point out also, as, as part of our event, uh, we offer uh, this year now five individual $1,000 scholarships for, uh, for senior girls based on an application that, that uh, the girls submitted. And those will be announced uh, in between the qualification and, and the elimination rounds. And we're, we're fortunate that there were two sponsors who helped us this year, and uh, Krupp. And uh, Forcia helped uh, un- underwrite the, uh, the scholarships
1: this year. Beautiful. That is a great opportunity for young women to get that much more money going to college. Because as a co- as a dad that's paying for college right now, every little bit helps. No matter how bad, good a scholarship, they still need money.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't change.
1: No, it doesn't. It doesn't. So, Andrew, is there anything else that you'd like to broadcast or promote while you're at it? I know. Uh, you guys have a great website, by the way. I visited your website the other day. Beautiful design. I really like it. So, right. thanks,
2: thanks very much. I'll I'll make sure to tell the team it was uh, it was refreshed towards the end of last year. So uh, so that's good to hear. Uh, what it, what I would say in in closing, just as, as you are with with your team, come out. Come out, come and see the event, and, and participate in the uh, in, in some part of the, the day, in the beginning, the end, the, the whole thing. And uh, it, it's really a, a great and popular event that I, I know a lot of folks and teams look forward to each year. So it's so it's our pleasure, along with the uh, the other teams, uh, uh, Killer Bees, Trucktown Thunder, and uh, Las Guerrillas, to uh, to host the event.
1: I can't believe I—I I, I didn't know those guys were involved. I thought you guys were the ones putting it on, but eh, it's a little uh, spooky that you guys are all in that together. I'm just saying. Now I know where the alliance selection came from last last year at states. <laughs> but I mean, to be all in the same division too, right? I mean, you had to be in the same division. Yeah, it's, it's circumstance, right? That's how it all worked out. That's it. Well, Andrew, I thank you for coming on the podcast, and thanks for what you're doing for females and women in first. I greatly appreciate that as a dad and as a coach and as a head mentor. So I think you're doing a great job. Keep it up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's
2: all of the four teams' pleasure to, uh, to, to put on the event. It should be a great day.
1: The RoboZone Podcast is brought to you by andymark.com, your robot parts experts. Hi, with me, have Alex Farah on the podcast tonight. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing well. Alex is our resident referee for everything FTC, FRC, correct? Uh, well, field technical advisor is my technical. So, I wanted to get Alex. Alex was supposed to be on the podcast last week, but we had technical difficulties due to some internet issues, which we won't talk about any further. But with him, I got him on tonight. We can hear him loud and clear. And we want to talk about relic recovery. So you were at relic, you were at a relic recovery event over the weekend, correct? Yes, I was actually at uh, Midland and Canton. Oh, you did two in the same weekend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When we should broadcast that First needs as many volunteers as possible, right? Is that where we stick yep. that in right here? <laughs>
0: yep. And uh, you can sign up at firstinspires.org. Um, just click the login, and that will take you to what you need to
1: do to sign up. Sign up. Give Alex a break, please. Anyone listening, he needs help. We need more FTC and – our FTC. FTAs out there, especially with uh, a certain Superman leaving the uh, – the FTA ranks for next year right yeah I know he listens so Superman you better turn that around and come back I'm just talking you know just saying so tell us about the event what did you think about the event tell us how the uh, relic recovery game unfolded during those events
0: so I think it went really well it uh, a lot of teams really thought that this year was really engaging especially with having a theme kind of like how FRC has a theme so I saw that that seemed to get a lot more people into the Spirit, as well as uh, teams were really uh, able to be able to compete really well. Uh, I know a ton of teams were uh, being able to uh, get the ciphers and uh, work that out to be able to uh, score relics. But overall, I think it went really well. and. Uh, a lot of teams have some pretty good strategies out there. So it'll be interesting to see this coming week, as well as uh, when we get to the state championship, how this all unfolds.
1: Can you elaborate on some of the strategies that uh, ended up being winners? So the the
0: biggest strategies that I saw were just uh, teams making sure that they were getting uh, as many of the glyphs into the crypto box, especially with being able to get the uh, bonuses such as uh, the row bonus, the column bonus, and the cypher bonus. So that was the big thing that I saw that was making the difference, how many of those bonuses they could get, not just how many glyphs they could get into into there, but also being able to get those bonuses. And then on top of that, being able to get the cypher early to be able to score the relic with even more time than just the last 30 seconds.
1: Did teams seem like they were prepared? Because, I mean, with two different events, you got two different sets of teams that you are you know a mirage of teams that you looked at in those two events was one seeming to get it better than the other or is it just you know well-rounded completely i would say it was uh pretty well-rounded uh the two events i went
0: to had some were pretty consistent on scoring um the, a lot of teams seemed to really get it. Uh, there weren't any reports of any teams that were struggling through the competition, so that was a good thing, hearing that all the teams were able to get at least some sort of strategy to figure out what uh, what was going on with the uh what was going on with the game, and get the best strategy to compete to the best of their ability. So between both of them, I think all the teams there seemed like they were really strong, and were able to get some high scores. Because I know Canton had the highest score of uh, Elms, and Midland had the highest score of qualifications.
1: And do you remember those scores off the top of your head, or is it just a blur at this point? I believe it was 269,
0: and I can't remember what it was. to. 269 was the high score for uh, eliminations at Canton, and then I want to say it was
1: 250 or somewhere around
0: there for the qualifications
1: any any big hang ups with any of the teams think things that you think as the season goes on you know we say every every game doesn't it starts one way and ends up you know when the championships come up another way so what do you think the teams are going to strategize learn from and plan for their next event
0: so the biggest thing that we saw was actually came from inspection was A lot of teams didn't realize that they needed to have an external uh, power switch on their robot, so I know that there were quite a few teams that uh, were scrambling to get that corrected, but that was one of the big things that I noticed, that a lot of teams didn't uh, see that as the rule change, but that was one thing that I saw affected pretty much everyone across the board, was that uh, rule change from last year to this year. Uh, So just making sure that teams are keeping on top of that. The other uh, things that I think uh, people are seeing was it's not just about putting as many glyphs like I was saying earlier, it's about making sure that they fit in and are able to get you the bonuses of the rows and columns versus just uh, trying to put as many in there as you can at all different angles and not be able to get the row bonus or the column bonus or the cypher bonus.
1: Did anyone? Did you see any idols being propositioned outside for the end game? Yeah. And if they were, were they standing up? Were they on their side? So the few that I saw, uh,
0: we got some really loud cheers once uh, someone did place it right up or placed it cor- or placed it with it uh, standing up correctly
1: instead of just laying down. So that happened at least a few times at uh, the events. So do we, you know, we talked about this a couple episodes ago about when the game first came out and we thought it was going to be really hard. Do you think this game is as hard as it once was described or do you think it was just really good planning that led these teams to, um, especially the end game, putting the idols down in the correct position and not falling over? So I think
0: it's... So I think it's a lot easier than what people were saying at the beginning. Uh, the biggest thing I know was uh, in the beginning, uh, people are trying to figure out the best way to manipulate the clips, even though they do have a gripper or mechanism. But just the correct angle to go in at them, as well as uh, learning that patience is the big key with this, is to uh, make sure that you're patient when you're trying to pick them up, instead of just ramming into the center and picking up. Uh, it at whatever angle and trying to place it in so patience I think was the big key that helped uh, a lot with scoring but it seemed toward the end it seemed like a lot of people were really starting to get the game and it was just uh, being able to drive on the field and experience the game that I think helped a lot of teams be able to get to a
1: really good level where they were able to
0: get uh, scores around the high 100s low 200s.
1: And we said we thought that the field would be very cluttered with all the glyphs all over the place, and then the yeah. jewels. And were was there was that correct, or were we totally off in that manner? So
0: that that, from what I was paying attention to, was hit or miss. Uh, I know that there were several times where I looked at the field and I'm like, how how can robots even drive around on this? And then on other matches, uh, everyone uh, was caught collected and didn't ram into the center and spread everything all over the place but uh, it seemed to differ between every match on how cluttered the field was but uh, that is something that you're going to have to keep in mind is that uh, depending on how the other people drive on the field you could
1: see uh, it really hard to move around in the area and how is the team work? Gracious professionalism as we always expect or little hot heated or uh,
0: so in order for you to get some of the highest scores you need to have a really good partner to you need to have really good teamwork in order to be able to do that because if you are going in and just doing your own thing and not even talking to your partner uh there's no way that you would be able to get like for example the uh, cypher bonus so just making sure that you're communicating is a big thing that helps get you even a higher score. So then that way, both of you can work on one crypto box, get that get that cipher, and be able to place a relic, which gets you a lot of points to be able to uh, be one of the top teams at the events and be able to be on an alliance and hopefully win the event. So. It would be, uh, what, like with every game, if you're not working with your partners, it's going to be really difficult for you to be able to get some high
1: scores. How did uh, how did we we know you're associated with the Orange Alliance, the Orange org, right? Yep, so how did that run for the weekend? Was that you know, you guys keeping up with the scores for everyone that's listening? Orange Alliance is similar to the Blue Alliance, just focused on FTC events rather than FRC events. So, how did that uh, turn out this weekend?
0: So, uh, to be completely honest, that was very painful. Uh, We I know we were trying to work on it over the uh, the course of the event. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get the live scoring, but thanks to Soren, we were able to get the scores up there pretty much within an hour after the end of each of the events. So at least we had the scores relatively quickly on the Orange Alliance after the event, but we just unfortunately weren't able to get the live uploader working uh however though we were testing over the past over well yesterday and uh today and it seems like it's uh, able to actually do everything that we were that we wanted to do as uh so for next week we're gonna hope that it stays working and uh see how that goes uh so i do have hopes that it will go and then uh we should be finishing up some of the other, uh, some of the other advancements onto or enhancements onto the system for next week that will hopefully make it more enjoyable, such as linking to the live webcasts and uh, and a few other features that we want to release, such as the advancement reports and things like that.
1: Yeah, just remember, Alex, we're we're backing you hundred percent. But you, you, being an FTA at an event and then trying to do Orange Alliance. Even with Soren involved, it still takes a lot of time and efforts to get that done. So yeah. it's a baby step beta process, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. and uh, and
0: and that's really a balance is how much uh, we can really put into that versus how much we need to pay attention to the first week. And I know Soren wasn't uh, at any events physically, so that's why he was able to put in a lot more time on getting it working than I was and was the reason why we were able to get the scores up there almost immediately after the event. So I'm really happy that he was able to get that working. So that way, at least after the event was over, we had the results there so people could see, oh, this is how the team did. This is who went to States uh, and all that
1: information from the event. And how did the fields run? Did you have any major hiccups?
0: No, the... uh, uh, this season we were just on our conference call with uh, with all the hosts and we were just talking about how smooth everything was running and how, um, and how good everything was going with being able to not only be on time but be ahead of schedule. So it's the season so far seems to be off to a really good start and I'm hoping it only gets better from here.
1: Go and knock on some wood if it's right there by you. Just <laughs> make sure you don't jinx yourself right now. Yeah, no, I know that's what we were saying on the conference call. uh, Now that we're saying that,
0: we might not be in the same boat next week.
1: (laughs) So what are the events you're covering this coming week?
0: Uh, This coming week, I'm only going to be at
1: Kersley. Okay. So you're you're learning from the first week not what not to do in the second week, not do two events in the same weekend? Yes. Once again, people that are listening, we need volunteers. Sign up at firstinspires.org. Are you going to come out and visit us? Uh, I'll see what I can do. I don't live in that area anymore. I actually moved out of that oh. area. So uh, I have my own uh, FRC team that I just finally got kids signed up for. And we're actually going to the All Girls. I'm taking them down to the All Girls okay. event in Bloomfield Hills. You know, put on by the Blackhawks. I just yep. uh, talked to the Blackhawks. So... No, no, I'm, I'm be being kind of greedy. I, I'm being kind of greedy. If I didn't have FTC, I would be down there. <laughs> yeah, you'd be volunteering for that, right? <laughs> yep. You know, I do you me ever me. sleep? Do you ever sleep, Alex, or is it just constant nightmares of uh, robots? No, it's just constant. <laughs> constant <laughs> robots. So if you see Alex at any of these events, buy him a drink or something. Get him some Gatorade. Make sure he's hydrated so he doesn't pass out. Without the FTAs, we're not going to have an event, right? Yeah. So um, one last thing, Alex. So you said that you saw these two events. So what do you expect? Do you expect anyone to learn from that event and anyone going into this event do something different? If that is, what do you think that that difference is going to be?
0: Um. So I know a few teams are going to be competing again next week. I think, at least for the teams that are uh, competing, uh, that learning curve is no longer there for them. So I think right out of the gate they'll be really high, really high scorers. So I think probably the biggest thing of them is just going to be passing along the knowledge to the other teams, and then I think just working on a strategy to try and get uh, to try and score uh, the glyphs into the crypto box as fast as they can is really what uh, the only thing that I can see to really try and get those scores higher because the more uh, of those bonuses that they get, the higher the score. And from what I saw this week, and I don't think I've saw any one to two complete ciphers. So I think once we get to that, we should be seeing some really high scores. So once they can figure out how to uh, be able to get it that fast to be able to get two completed i think that's when we'll see some high scores but i don't know if that's going to be something that we'll see next week or something that we won't see until states okay but i have hopes that we'll see it at least sometime
1: and do you know who won those two events off the top of your head uh give me one second i can go to the orange alliance ah see (laughs) plug in the orange alliance while we're at it it's called good marketing my friend good marketing (laughs) And I'm stretching this just long enough for you to get that scores up. You're not googling fast enough at this point for our listening no, I... audience. I know I'm putting so, pressure on you. Canton
0: will be uh Canton was team eight one three three uh one zero five three eight and one three two five zero.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: Bedford one second. Bedford is going to be uh, one one seven one seven sixty seventy nine and one zero six four five, and then
1: Midland is going to be. Good thing I can edit this. Yeah.
0: Midland is going to be one zero six five three, one one three nine
1: four and nine nine three one. And if anyone wants to look at these scores, they can go to orangealliance dot org, correct? Yes. So all these scores will be on
0: that will be on our site, the orangealliance dot org. Uh, you can use the search at the top, or you can just go to events and filter by uh, the First in Michigan region. Okay. And then
1: as well as there's links to this on the First in Michigan website as well. Of course there are. Of course there are. Well, Alex, I want you to thank you for coming on. Thanks for fixing your internet so that we <laughs> can actually hear you this week. <laughs> That's just, uh, for people that are listening, I'd just like to pick on Alex. But thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm going to let you go get some sleep, and uh, we'll post this tomorrow. Okay. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. All right. Thanks, Alex. Have a great night. I would like to thank... My interviewees tonight for coming on the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Robozone Podcast. This is the 38th episode of the Robozone Podcast, and we'll return next week. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Have a great day.
0: The Robozone Podcast is brought to you by Kettering University. It's a Kettering built world. Thanks for listening to the RoboZone podcast with your host, Pete Ekman. Find us online at RoboZoneTV.com and on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram.